Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to NBA Top Shot Weekly. I am Alex Kennedy. He is Oliver Maroney, and today we're joined by a special guest. He was an NBA veteran. He's now a broadcaster. He's a Top Shot enthusiast, a fan favorite, Brian Scalabrini. Brian, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm. Uh, I'm it's weird how it's April, mid-April. We're not in the NBA playoffs, but it is interesting to sort, sort of watching how we walk down the last part of this season. But um, I'm really excited about the, the, the playoffs to, to get started and seeing how everything unfolds, especially with this playing game. Before we talk some top shot with you, I do want some of your thoughts just on this NBA season in general. The injuries have really stood out to me with the condensed season, um, you know, the shortened off season. As a player, we've seen so many stars go down, so many key players. As a player, can you imagine – I mean, or I guess what would it be like being in that situation where you're playing so many back-to-backs and five games and seven nights and you're on a condensed schedule with limited practice time and a shortened offseason? You know, I guess what are these guys going through physically? I, I would have loved it, to be honest with you, because my whole thing as an NBA player, and this is probably the reason why I stuck 11 years, is because coaches love to put me into the starting lineup when guys were out. And I would – and you know, I can maintain – you still get your scoring off the bench and – you know, I'd be replacing like a Kenya Martin or a Kevin Garnett. Why, why when when those guys miss games? But you know, I, I wouldn't be out there trying to score twenty points and get ten boards like Garnett would do. But I'd just be out there and try to be solid and try to make Pierce better, make Rondo better, make Allen better. Right. So those are those are things that I would really take advantage of nowadays. And I think when you look at it, I'm surprised we haven't gotten like better performances from role players this year because this year everybody is getting a chance to play. And the other thing, when the NBA, they knew that it was going to be a tough schedule. They knew that 72 games and everything like that. I'm surprised that no one has adapted to like NBA players playing 25 minutes a night. If, if, if the NBA players cared that much about their stats, that they want to play 33 minutes, 35 minutes just to get their numbers. I, I, I was shocked that this year alone, you wouldn't find super efficient scorers in, in 25 minutes while they're out there. But the NBA hasn't adapted to that, but I think that that would have been a move. And if I was involved in the league or with a team, I would have conversations with people about how can we make you effective every night and play between 22 and 26 minutes a night. But we haven't seen that. We just get guys playing games and then they, they end up missing games because of injury or, or COVID or whatever it is. 
That's interesting you bring that up about the like the minutes and like where you could dice them around and where you could have potentially what are you talking like nine, ten, eleven players even deep at that point going in rotations and playing roughly the same amount of minutes, give or take? Yeah, I mean, I think a ten man rotation in the regular season is not uncommon. Yeah. But you know, like um it's just basically when a bench player comes in there, allow that bench player to, you know, be, have a chance to be successful. Like not a starter can play bad for the first five minutes of a game and still end up having a really good game. A bench player really can't play bad coming into the game for the first five minutes. So, I, and I just, I feel like starters, it, the NBA, the gap is closer than what people think. And there's no question when you talk about elite players playing hard and bench guys playing hard, the elite players are better. But what if you swap that, right? Like worn out starters versus bench players who are playing extremely hard. I think you can get more out of your bench this year. And that was, and they don't even have to be big names. Like guys can play well when given an opportunity to play. But those guys also, when they get a chance, they got to deliver. I think I was doing a Celtic game the other night. Lakers finished the game 26 to 2. And Brad Stevens had to put his starters back into the game. Those things can't happen. But from, from my perspective, from my NBA career, for me looking at it, I would love this year. I would get tons of opportunity to play. And, uh, and I always thought when I did get it in a, in a sort of an extended opportunity, I played pretty well. You mentioned uh, the gap between starters and bench players not being maybe as big as the fans would think. And I think, uh, you know, we saw like there was a trending thing on Twitter the other day, like, oh, Patrick Beverly averaged 30 points per game in high school. And people were like blown away by that. And it's like, I don't think people realize how talented all NBA players are. And I love the fact that you're going out there and, you know, that video of you playing against the high school kid, you know, just dominating him in one-on-one. Or, and I always say, like, I wish every NBA fan could go to a pro-am in the offseason and watch, like, the 15th guy on a roster just drop 80 points because all these guys are, you know, typically the best player from their city. They dominated every level, and and now they're accepting a lesser role. But I, So I think whenever, you know, you're dominating these regular Joes, it's, it's awesome to see. Uh, how often does that happen where guys are just challenging you to one-on-one or uh, maybe not realizing just how good at basketball you are? Because I think that happens way too frequently. It happens all the time. But there's like what people are a little bit confused with basketball. There's, there's probably like 100 different ways to be good and impact winning. But I think everyone looks at it like it's a one-way street. Like, this guy can score. Well, okay, who can you score on the ball? Are you on ball score? Are you off ball score? Are you a post player? Are you a catch and shoot guy? You know, what about spacing? Do you make people around you better? Can you move the ball? Are you an elite decision maker like a Draymond Green? Like, I don't like the one thing about basketball, it ta- it's hard for people who don't follow the game to understand how there's different ways to be good. And that's, I don't know. I'm I'm not I don't follow other sports like I follow basketball. But like in baseball, for instance, I don't know like how many different types of hitters. I don't know if feel for the game of baseball makes a difference in the outcome. I don't really know any of those things. I don't know if the feel for the game in football does it changes the outcome. But in I, I do know in hockey, in soccer, and in basketball, right, when it's like kind of this constantly moving, you got to play offense and defense and everything like that. I do know that there are guys who are talent, more talented in one area of the game, which people might value, but they're not as talented in other areas. And the whole point of getting a team 
is to find all those pieces and bringing it together. So going back to your question about people challenging me, they challenge me all the time and I play guys all the time. I have no problem playing people one-on-one or I just like, I like basketball. I like to compete. I'm not going to like all of a sudden like, like worry about my ego and say, oh man, what happens if I lose? Like, I can't believe this. It'll go out on social media. And then what are people going to think of me? I don't, I don't necessarily think like that. I was a 12 year old kid that liked to play basketball and would play one-on-one all the time growing up. And now I'm a 43 year old kid that likes basketball that plays one-on-one all the time. I think what stood out in that video was I gave that kid plenty of opportunity to get out of it. Like, all right, we're going <laughs> to bet, bet, bet an iPhone, bet your shoes. And he never backed down. So in that situation, I really didn't want to play that day. I was kind of coming back from an injury, but since he didn't back down, I couldn't all of a sudden tap out. It's just not the way that I'm wired. But I do find it funny in basketball. Do, no one ever thinks, you know, I could put a football pads on and I could tackle a running back. Like no one, <laughs> no sane individual actually in their mind think that they can do that. Nor, nor should any sane individual believe that he can hit a hundred mile an hour fastball right what is it about basketball that they think like oh yeah i can compete against that guy i don't i don't get why that is but it's just the way maybe they don't understand the physicality of the game the fact that especially your size yeah and your size size. it makes no sense to me i don't understand it like i I don't get how a regular person can walk up to you and be like oh yeah i could just you know what really all you have to do even if you're not you know you were shooting you were mixing it up in that video but like all you have to do is just go dunk on him and post him up every single time but for whatever reason it's just delusional or people are way too confident about their own abilities i guess but yeah i thought that was hilarious but only in basketball not other. yeah i don't get it neither do i I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't get it either, Scout. I only asked like every weekend to try and challenge you in a game. Um, <laughs> Oliver's that guy. Oliver's that overly confident individual. That I just like having you. fun with it. I like playing <laughs> basketball too, but I'm not I'm not good, and I'll I'll be straight up and honest about it. But well, you want a good my, story my, out of it. To my credit, Scout. To my credit, Scout. I only challenge you in horse or pig or something like that, where I feel like there is like. If Scow is just off and like missing shots and I just hit a couple of lucky baskets, maybe behind the hoop or like an underhanded three pointer, you know, you you get a little more of luck involved with the horse. So you have a story to tell your grandkids. There's a lot of, I mean, and let me clarify this, right? Like, there's a lot of people that are better basketball players than me. Guys, like, I played 11 years in the NBA and I was on, I've been to, Four NBA finals of those 11 you see all these perpetual losers out there right of 11 teams that I played on we were probably playing for a championship eight of the 11 years so like just imagine being a part of those types of groups for 11 years so eight of those years we are I'm playing against Hall of Famer when you're playing on a championship caliber team you have Hall of Famers on your team you have guys that are like the basketball royalty. I am around those guys all the time. And clearly I'm not like, I'm not a, I'm not a dumb person. I'm not like, and I'm not an egotistical maniac either, but just, just being around Kevin Garnett makes me a basketball player, better basketball player, being around Jason Kidd, being around the coaches, Thibodeau, Doc Rivers. You know, like I, I just, I don't, just if you took a normal human being and put them in that scenario and somehow they lasted for 11 years, then they would also be better than me because they're just in that. I'm playing Paul Pierce. I probably played Paul Pierce a hundred games of one-on-one Sam can I probably played him probably 200 games of one-on-one. Like just imagine just being in that environment 
over and over again. Like it's like you're gonna get better, especially if you work and you do all those things. But I just think people think like when they show up like at their rec league games, it's the same as what NBA players do. They just show up. Man, I, I probably when I was with the Bulls and I was never playing, I was spending six hours a day at the practice facility getting ready for Thibodeau to call my number for a minute and 30 seconds. So just like most people don't really have the time to do that. They got to work. They got families and stuff like that. I'm not struggling with that now. I'm 43. I got my radio show. I got the Celtics at night. I got kids. I got what I'm like, I'm like dying to play basketball and, and as much basketball as I could possibly play. Can you imagine that was my full-time job, six hours a day? Like how do you not get good at six hours a day of doing that? Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. Uh, what's been your, you know, you made the transition to broadcasting. Like you said, you have the radio show, you're on Celtics broadcast. Um, I feel like it always made sense as you were a player, even you had so much personality and you were an amazing interview. And it, it just made sense that, you know, you could make that transition to broadcasting. But what has that transition been like for you? You know, are, and how are you enjoying it? So two things. One, I've always been this way, like talking to my coaches, rapping about basketball, debating about everything, right? I'm just, I'm just a guy that likes basketball. So put me in a position to do that for all those years, right? Like think about serious basketball for like 20 plus years, right? Me and Doc Rivers talk about stuff. Me and Tom Thibodeau would talk about basketball. What's their, their point of view on something, right? So I'm picking things up as I go. Obviously with my lack of talent, I had to be a cerebral player or else I would have never made it, right? If I was just like some like um, bonehead of a, of a player, like I'm, I'm not like super league, I'm not gifted. So Obviously, I have to understand things and understand the game and understand the game at a high level or else I, I wouldn't have played for 11 years. So those kind of things lined up to it. I thought I would coach. I coached one year with Golden State. I just didn't like it. It wasn't what I wanted to do. I enjoy my free time more. And people don't understand coaches work all those hours. But the transition for me, the most important thing was I work with Mike Gorman. I work with Tommy Heinsohn. I have a producer named Paul Lucy and a director named Jim Edmonds, right? And all four of those people kept it 100 with me all the way through. This was good. This was bad. More of this, less of that. So along the way, and this is the problem with our society that we live in right now is, oh, great job. Oliver, you're doing a great job. Great job. Oh, man, that was such a great show. Great show. Great show. Oliver, I'm sure you would love for someone to say, Oliver, good show, but you know, this, this, and that could have been better. And if you want to go far in this business, this is what you got to do. So I was very fortunate to have those four people around me that kept it real with me. And they would tell me, here's a clip of you doing good. Here's a clip of you doing bad. Do more of this and less of that. So I learned pretty quickly. And I, and I think in this world that we live in where everyone's afraid of safe space and everything like that, if you want to get better, you've got to take criticism just like an athlete would take criticism. And I think if, if I, those four people that I mentioned, I would not be where I'm at today and have adapted to this game if it wasn't for those four people. That's really interesting that you uh, bring that up. And I think it's, uh, you reference it in a way, because sometimes there's criticism. And this is the other thing I think we have a problem with. There's criticism without the constructive nature of it. And then there's, just constructive criticism like you're talking about where it's like hey you did this well but you didn't do this specific thing well some people wouldn't illustrate it that way you know what i mean like some people would just say hey i just didn't like this portion and they wouldn't mm -hmm. give you a reason why or they wouldn't tell you like there's no backbone to it to give you a reference to be like all right well i need to get better at x or i need to get like 
you don't have that in your mind sometimes when people give criticism. But it sounds like in your perspective or in your situation, they gave you like every piece of detail needed to know what you were doing wrong, when you were doing it, and how to fix those things. Yeah. And I'm not, and by the way, like I survived three years with the most like intense, crazy, good, crazy, NBA crazy team that you can imagine. If you're surviving in the locker room on the plane rides with the 08, for me, it was 08 to 2010. Yeah. If you're living in that environment, you come out believing that you can do anything in the world because like nothing is like the gauntlet of living with the Boston Celtics from 2008 to 2010, where you're on edge every minute of the day, every practice, every weight room, every bus ride, every plane flight, gambling, shooting dice, like debating who's the, who's the best all time. That team was like that. Now, by the way, players nowadays, I hear it's a lot of on my phone doing all that stuff. They don't interact as much. All we did was interact. So if I could survive that environment, I can survive any environment. And I really believe that. Yeah, James Posey is on our staff at Basketball News, and he has his podcast, The Postcast. He writes some articles for us, and I just love picking his brain about that Boston Celtics team and just kind of all the personalities and, and what it was like behind the scenes. Uh, it's it, yeah, that's that was an incredible team, first of all. But yeah, I mean, it also seemed pretty crazy. There's plenty of stories that come from there. Uh, but I want to ask you about this current Boston Celtics team. They've been playing better recently. Uh, you know, they were climbing the standings uh, until I think last night. Uh, what are your thoughts on kind of what you're seeing from the Celtics right now? So when they're healthy, they really spread you and they move the ball. The difference between early in the season and now is they're passing. I think they're, they're passing the ball about 40 more times per game. I think that they're sharing the ball. And Jason Tatum – is now becoming a superstar. And let me explain what superstars do, right? I say the stats are exactly the same. Jason Tatum going out there and trying to get 26 points and starting from the beginning of the game and, and all that stuff, that's one way to do it. And we've seen people do that all the time. And it's fine. It makes you a good player. What makes you a great player, a Hall of Fame type of player, a championship level player, is he starts the game empowering teammates, gets everyone going, and then it kind of like he starts ramping up. He makes a shot. He gets a wide open layup. He gets a post up. He gets to the free throw line. Then all of a sudden the step back threes and, and the, him against the clock and that starts to flow. So I like his I like his letting the game come to him and getting other people involved and then dominating in stretches. There's so many times where Marcus Smart gets a steal, throws it up to Tatum. Tatum gets a dunk. He's been struggling. I don't even want to use the word struggling because that's like it seems like a negative connotation. He has been not aggressive so far, but all of a sudden that one dunk turns into an 18-point, you know, second, uh, third quarter. So, and he picks his spot. And when he has it going, just like any superstar should, like superstars don't search for their game. They make plays, and when they have it going, they destroy you. They 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 just absolutely make coaches call timeout, make defenses adjust. And then all of a sudden, because of that, you got it going. You make other, everyone around you better. Now coaches adjust to that, and then you take over again. That's what a superstar – that is LeBron James at the high – that's what Luka, when he's playing his best in the fourth quarter, that's what those guys are doing. They are always just like one step ahead of you. I think what we're seeing from Tatum in the last X amount of games is we're seeing that version of him. Kemba has got better. He's improved. Jalen Brown has gotten better. He's improved. And I think 
they went from something like last in the NBA in hockey assist to fifth in the NBA in hockey assist, uh, 27th in the NBA in assist to fourth in the NBA in assist. So all those things have really added up with, when it comes to what, what those guys have been doing uh, offensively with moving the basketball. Now, so I want to move to a little bit of like the entire NBA here and go through really quickly. If the season ended today, what were what would your like MVP, your most improved player, coach of the year, sixth man of the year? What would those categories be for you right now if we were to end the season? Um, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on that. All right, so coach of the year is like the dip. Let me just give you three guys, right? I think Quinn Snyder, I think Tom Thibodeau, and Monty Williams. So yeah. I like I don't like who you can argue one. Like, is Monty Williams going to get hurt by Chris Paul being there? Like, like Billy Donovan got hurt. Like, not – I don't – listen. If you ask Monty Williams, would you rather have some meaningless Coach of the Year trophy or Chris Paul? I'm sure he's picking Chris Paul on his team. But writers in general might penalize him. And that's such a negative way but to putting it, but whatever. Um, so those three guys, I would love to give it to Nate McMillan, who's been awesome, maybe the best coach since taking over. But it's like a weird scenario about, uh, you know, like yeah. taking over for a guy midseason, all that stuff, right? So it's not I – don't, I don't think it's, we're going to go there. So I'd say those three guys. MVP is going to be Jokic. Having a great season, but just a battle of, of attrition, right? He's missed – I don't think he's missed a game all year. And other guys have missed like a quarter of the season. And Beats having a, tr- a tremendous year, but you can't miss 25% of the season. Um, other guys I'd throw in there would be like I was, I would say like a week ago, I would have said Donovan Mitchell in the top five, Julius Randle in the top five. Like I really, I really like it when guys play close to whatever this year, 72 games, right? Yeah. So those are some of those guys. Um, most improved. Uh, this is always a tough one. So maybe Julius Randle on most improved. I thought he was interesting. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I think he's the favorite. Year. That's a but great he, answer. But he's really like he he was a non All Star into an All Star into a top five MVP vote getter. So I think I think one of my and by the way, this is how I am in this business. I, and go figure, right? Most people aren't like this. Like I root to be wrong. I I here's two guys. I'll give you an example. Like, I don't like Kyrie Irving because of what happened here in Boston. I don't like the way he treated the media. He was always really good to me, but it was just like this kind of setting attitude and all that stuff. I can I can do without that. Kyrie's been tremendous this year. One, one of the best players to watch on YouTube, no question about it. You want to pull up unbelievable things with a basketball, he, he fits the bill. Another guy with going back to Julius Randle is um, talking about Julius Randle was a terrible decision maker. Back in the day, he's unbelievable now. Like his decision to drive it, shoot it, move it, move it off the off the drive, draw two, find guys, pocket pass, hook pass. He's like, I I never seen a transformation like this. Not in the body or his shootings improve. His decision making is elite right now. So I would give him that. I think that that is a hard thing to improve on, and that is taking a conscientious effort of saying. I'm not good at this, and now this is what I have to do to be better, and this is what I have to do to win. 
And the fact that he doesn't hug and kiss guys after the game, that gives like I give him extra points for that. I'm tired of hugs after the game. I can do without <laughs> it. I'm fine. If you want to hug, this fine, but I don't have to like it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned Randall, his decision making, because he's been so much better as a passer right now, too. Mo Hamilton, who works with us, he pointed out on Twitter that through his first six years, so 375 total games, he only he had 10, you know, six games with 10 or more assists. He's already topped that this season, seven games with 10 or more assists. So he's facilitating way more and finding guys, like you said. So he's been incredible. It's been crazy to watch his transformation for sure. And and, and one step, like I don't and I don't, and I'm not trying to discredit the stat. I think that's hundred percent accurate. But the end result to me is like I look at every every shot or every possession as a decision making, right? Because sometimes the best shot is like a step back jumper. Sometimes the best shot is just to quickly move it right sometimes people searching for assist doesn't actually mean it's a good decision yeah that's when true you watch him play if you had a box it was a good yes or a no right let's just i look at everything as like ones or zeros right if i had a i would have a bunch of boxes if i had a pin and every time julius randall did something right or wrong i would be like checking yes or no right i'd be like yes 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 yes, mm-hmm. yes. no Five years ago, three, I'm sorry, three years ago, I'd be like, no, no, yes, yes, no, 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 yes, yes, no, no, no. So it's just like from getting a rebound and kicking it ahead, from, from you know, attacking two and, and making a simple play, like all, all those, maybe R.J. Barrett over to Reggie Bullock, right? He might back in the day try to hit Reggie Bullock, but that wasn't there. But to R.J. Barrett to Reggie Bullock, that is the, the, the decision-making of Julius Randle. So I, I look at all the decisions and there's a lot of yeses like with LeBron it's probably yes 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 yes. I mean you hardly ever see no except for his tweet the other day that he deleted that was definitely a no but besides that like all (laughs) yeses for LeBron James plays basketball yeah no and and for Julius I mean that's probably a testament to the coaching too like we talked about so yeah it's great you know great stuff there so I know we've talked mainly about NBA and and your life and everything but uh, a lot of our our viewers are huge Top Shot fans so they're going to want us to talk with you, you know, about Top Shot a bit here. How did you first hear about Top Shot and, and get interested in it? Um, so my agent said, you got to talk to these guys. And I go, what do they do? They're like, they're selling digital highlights. So I'm like, as, uh, as Oliver would tell you, anything new, I'm not necessarily for. Like Oliver, he's been trying to convince me of about 20 things for a while now. But I just, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not into new things. I'm just, that's not how I roll, right? I like my life. I like my life simple. I like that. So anyway, I sit down and right off the jump, I was like, this is awesome. Because first of all, I collected cards back in the day, right? It's one thing about collecting the card. It's another thing about collecting the clip. So for instance, and the way I use Top Shop, Top shot is the way i use it is first of all players i like second of all plays i like so for instance if i see a play that's selfish i'll sell the play i'll i won't i won't keep it i like i don't like that play i see a play that's kind of an underrated play i'll keep the play and it doesn't sometimes like the play is like rebound outlet lob and i like the way the rebounder outletted the ball so i'll keep the play so and it has to be players I like. So, it, like, like Kyrie couldn't be involved. You know, I like watching Kyrie. He can't be involved in any of the plays right there. So that's how I collect 
uh, top shot. That's just my my thing. And and so the fact that I can control that, once again, a basketball card is just a card. I have no idea what play that was, right? I can control that and I can sell it and buy ones I do like. I, I love that about it. So I have a guess on which play I think you would really, really appreciate. And you probably, I'm pretty sure you called this game. I'm pretty sure you know about it. But every time I watch this play, I think about what you just explained there in terms of like, you know, either hustle or a hockey pass to a pass or to a shot or whatever the case may be, like the team effort side of it. So this Jason Tatum play, do you recall this? Oh, yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, that was sweet. The hustle, 100%. the hustle, yeah. like this hitting the, the floor like thing. that, throwing yeah. it over his head like that. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's a so, Kyrie in sight. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's cool. That's what I like about it is they gave like Jalen Brown had to catch and finish it, but I like that they gave Tatum like the credit on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, he fully deserves it. I mean, he's got exactly. two defenders on him, uh, dives yeah, to the ground, the whole 100%. thing. Love that. Uh, so what's what's your favorite moment on Top Shot right now? What what is the one, uh, even if you don't own it? Like what is the the holy grail moment for Scal? Oh, I don't know. Like there's like a, <laughs> a million of them. Okay, I guess like, okay, okay. Uh, we can look at the ones that I do have. Um, yeah, I mean I'm like I'm not really into like necessarily the dunks. I do like the steal and the dunk. Um, so you're not big on the Anthony Edwards posterize and i mean i would take it it's like it's, it's because it's ridiculous but no i mean like you're asking me to pick one yeah of all these nba it's like that's i'm not gonna be able to do that well how about this what's a play from your career that you would love to see made into a moment oh my gosh i got a okay? steal i'm just kidding i think i got a steal <laughs> against the knicks and i threw a lob to vince carter and he, um i threw i got a steal which is wow. And then <laughs> going a lob to one of the best dunkers in the history of the game. Like, yeah, I, no, I mean, I, I don't think it gets better than that. I know I like, I'm not really making big shots is awesome. There's no question. And I, maybe I should have valued that more than I did, but I really love passing the ball. Like, I think there's nothing better. There's nothing better than like hooking up a teammate for an assist. I think personally, but I know that like, I wish, you know, like that would be it'd be great, like to have more of plays like that. But once again, it's Vince Carter on the dunk, one of the best dunkers in the history of the game. I do an underhand lob pass to him. It's like I, I mean, yeah. that would be the perfect one. Yeah, that's great. No doubt. No doubt. Well, let's get to um, you know, cracking open a pack. But while yes. we're doing while we're doing that, while we're doing that, I'm curious, you know, what's your like if you were to like, let's say somebody gave you a thousand dollars to put in the top mm -hmm. shot today, who would be like the two or three guys that you would target on the platform? And you can you can decide between like this, you know. The, I think the easy approach would be to say, "Oh, I just buy LeBron." Um, but you ain't getting LeBron. You ain't getting a valuable LeBron for a thousand. No, you gotta no. find guys that are like undervalued. Like for instance, there you go. Okay, I know like Tyrese Halliburton. Um, is really into this. So because he's into his into this, then his value is not there's not great value with a Tyree Halliburton guy. I was all over Tyree Halliburton like the third time I seen him play in the NBA. I'm not gonna tell you in the draft because I don't watch that much college basketball, but I watched him play and I'm like, this guy's like it's like a poor man's version of Kerry Kittles and a poor man's version of Scottie Pippen, and you jumbled them together and not all the good, not all the bad, just like mix those two guys together. And that's why I thought of Tyrese Halliburton. And the fact that he loves to win, he's got that wacky shot, but I think it's going to get better. So I like Tyrese Halliburton, but he's a big top 
shot guy. So obviously his his numbers go up. I mean, if if people find out that he's into it, then it's going to be hard to collect sure. those for good value. So I took some I took a a, a fire on Killian Hayes because I like Killian Hayes during the draft and he was injured. So I was like, well, there could be some value with Killian Hayes. I do think that he could end up being like an elite combo guard in the NBA. So I, I put a little bit. I don't know Killian Hayes. I don't like. I don't sit there and and root for Killian Hayes. I do root for the Pistons because I like that they're kind of grimy from old school basketball. But uh, I think there was some value in there. Now, he hasn't uh, met the expectations yet, but uh, I think he could be really good. Sadiq Bey would be another one. Sadiq Bey might be Ron Artest type of player out there. So um, Patrick Williams from Chicago has got to be value there. I think he could be really good. Uh, he has really – like when he puts his shoulders down, he goes to the basket, just watch. This is a rookie – He's like got to be 19, 20 years old. He doesn't get pushed off his line, which when I see that, I mean, the guy owns, owns his space. That means he's going to get really good. He's just going to get better at handling and all that stuff. So those are some guys that, that, that stand out to me. That would be my approach too. go after the high upside rookies. I think that's that's a smart move. Um, so then, Oliver, do we want to start by opening your pack? And then, Scal, uh, I'm not sure if you're able to share your screen or if you want to do it on your phone and kind of show. Either way. Tell me what you want me to do. How yeah, do you share you could, screen? There so should if you're be on, a button at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, on StreamYard, there's a no, bottom I like a button that says share. I know, I know. I know. I know. Sorry. I knew this. I see it. I see the share screen. Well, let's there, just do okay. that. Awesome. You want? Why are we gonna go me first or Oliver first? Let's go I, Oliver first. I have mine already up. pulled up, so right, I can open mine and you can, you know, you can right. test it out while Oliver opens his. How's Maybe that? we'll trade like, right off the jump. There Ooh, I there like that. Go. I like that. I like that. So I'm big. I, you just scout. I'm. I'm not. I'm not uh, shy about this. I'm very big on a one a high upside guy, Cole Anthony. That that's my. Oh guy. yeah, big time. Big, big time, time fan. Big yeah. time fan. Little undersized at the guard position. Like people keep talking about that being like part of the issue, but I think. Yeah, like I said, long term, like when he plays, he's just got like a different level of intensity, yeah, like you were talking about. I agree. So, oh, by the way, I should mention we all ha- we do have a pack to give away too. We have a a pack from our basketballnews.com giveaway. Everyone, go to basketballnews.com/topshot and you can enter that giveaway. Uh, we give away a pack every week. Uh, last we've had four people now pull LeBrons from those packs. So, oh they- wow. Yeah, it's been crazy. I mean, it feels it's sad. If people just watch the show, they probably think it's rigged, but we're we're stunned because everyone keeps saying LeBron's. But yeah, so basketball.com slash top shot. And then we actually have someone that we're gonna give away a pack to at the end of this episode. So stick around, you might win a pack. Um now, but Eric yeah. Eric Pascal. Eric Pascal, yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 uh I would get rid of that because I think he's gonna get traded. So really I don't like having like I was so pissed that they traded Daniel Tice because I had so many Daniel Tice moments. And now I don't like having guys that were I don't know if it's good or bad, but I don't like having guys that I like a like a Daniel Tice for a Celtics when now he plays for the Bulls. I don't yeah. necessarily like that. You're you're not you're not a big fan. Okay. Interesting. I'm a big fan of Eric. I think he's a really good player, actually. I I, I like his game. I the the thing that is intriguing is next season when Clay comes back and the Warriors are hopefully fully healthy. Let's cross our fingers. Where does he fit in if he fits in? And that's why you're probably saying he's a trade. He'll be, on Minnesota. He'll be on Minnesota next year. Trust me. Oh my goodness. Right, here we go. We're going to save it. If, if he lands Dude, on I've, Minnesota, that's going to be incredible. I don't know. <laughs> oh, this was sweet. This was, I did this game. I did this game. This is a sweet how, play. 
It, Oliver just, keeps getting this moment. I think you've had I've it like several times now. Three times. And he's on Denver now. <laughs> I mean, this this is an absurd play. I it is. just absolutely insane. I, I said if there was like a Doctor J moment from like from like the current NBA, like that feels. No, like, I don't do that. No, every okay. time, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, I'm definitely selling you. that one too. Every time Oliver opens this moment, he compares it to Doctor J, and I'm like, "What are you talking it's just this, about?" It's just the move. It's the handle the move thing. That. It's just, okay, okay, okay. All right. That's all the right, first. Right. I'm not, not going to sugarcoat this, game. by the way. If I get bad cards, I'm like I'm selling this card. I'm that's the same. That, Come no, on. That's oh, fine. Can I get it? Okay, Brad Beal. Oh, I remember this. This was sweet. This is a nasty play. I'm incredible. He's probably, in my opinion, the most overlooked superstar in the NBA, in my opinion. I, I just don't think he's in, like, not everybody puts him in that top 20 category that should. That's just my opinion of it. So but. here's the deal with Brad Beal, and this is what I love about Brad Beal. He can get his shot off anytime he wants, right? And we all agree. We all nod in agreement when you say, Brad Beal, get your shot off. But you know, like, I think he's one of the, besides LeBron, which LeBron will has not been has not been a great cutter this season but Brad Beal is one of the best cutters in the NBA. So when you take his 30 points that he gets, 33 points that he gets, he's getting 8 to 10 cuts a game where he's making floaters or getting to the free throw line and I like that about him because I will tell you as good as he is Cutting off the ball and not necessarily getting the right pass is it's it's, like, it's it's the hard road to do it. Michael Jordan was a phenomenal cutter, and no one talks about that. They always remember the, the fadeaways, the this, the that. Jordan was phenomenal off the ball, and I like the fact that in today's game, Brad Beal is still doing that. And when LeBron was with Miami, unbelievable cutter. He could he has amazing hands and he can finish. Same thing with Brad Beal. So. I like Brad Beal for that reason, and that's I, I would really keep that moment. That's a cool moment. Yeah, for I sure. like that moment a lot. Oliver, what were the serial numbers on that? Can you read those off? I'm just curious. Uh, we got 16, 4, 6, 8, 18, 3, 8, 6, and 25, 5, 4, 4. So nothing really uh, low in there. Just just all high high serials today, but no yeah, worries. It's okay. It's okay. We'll, we'll get some good ones all here. All right, so you want me to do this? Let's yeah, do it. so try sharing your screen. I'll add right. you up here, and then we'll share open screen. your pack up. All right. You just so click. I got a, my, top, my top shot is in a different window. Do That's I fine. That? Yeah, it'll Can you still, see that? It'll, uh, it's not popping up yet as like a shared screen thing. Um, so let's see. Like, I don't know how to do this. Okay, share. If you go to share, it says share screen. You Oh, there it is. Perfect. Here, I'll let you go to the Top Shot page, and then uh, I'll add it back up. But, yeah, you're like good. That? Yep. yep. There we you go. You see it now? Perfect. Boom. I love the right. Killian Hayes moment. I yep, see, big fan. We see tons of Daniel Tice, so we know it's your yeah. page. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Tice everywhere. Uh, I got to get rid of those now that he's traded. No, so, gonna, okay. Pack, so yeah, here? I go to, go to packs. Packs. All right, here we go. There we go. There you go. You, you got to add right. up. So let's open these up. We're hoping for Lamelo. Let's get a Lamelo out of this one. What do you think of Lamelo, Scal? I love him. I love it. Let me get my son. We always open these together. Okay, awesome. I love oh, it. Ryder, come here now. By the way, that banner in the background, that Boston Celtics banner, that's amazing. That's very, yeah. very zoom, cool. Zoom flexing. Yeah. Right, <laughs> opening pack zoom there. flexing. What's All up, right. Ryder? All right, so you can stand right there. So go ahead, open. He's my good luck charm. Let's this go. is great. Let's get a little mellow. That's what we're hoping for here. Or LeBron. Who is Ryder's favorite one? player? I'm curious. Which one do you want to do? One, two, or three? 
Three. Three right away. Oh, Pelicans three pointer. Nice. Monzo. Hey. Speak of the devil. <laughs> uh, good. We'll take Lonzo. And it's a five seven one five of fifteen thousand. Yeah, okay. that's not bad at all. It's all, good. Yeah. all right, so we hit this. Go ahead. I told you it's my good luck charm right here. Yeah, I Come love on. it. Yeah. Oh, uh, it. Uh, let's go. Oh, it's that's his brother. It. It's his brother. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's cool. You, got, you literally got two NBA brothers. Yes, yeah, no, that's a good call. This is a brother. We pack. need we need like a Seth Curry now or something like oh, that. One other brother comes up next. That'd be great. I need Steph. Okay. No, he's saying <laughs> Seth. Oh, Seth. All right. All right. Steph would number be awesome two. though too. Steph would be amazing. Call this number two. Three pointer. Oh. Lamarcus. Oh, oh. The cereal on that looks pretty good. No. Oh what yeah. Is the cereal on it. Is it eight hundred one? Eight hundred one. Oh, eight hundred one. Wow, yeah. that is good. And now. Lamarcus obviously had the you know had retire early. Uh, -huh. uh I mean that situation. First of all, hopefully he's okay. But what were your, what were your thoughts on that? I think it came as a huge surprise to everyone. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? And just I mean, I, after learning, kind of looking into it more and like hearing about the heart condition that he had been diagnosed with in 2007, I was amazed that he was able to play for so long and dominate at that level. So what were your thoughts on that whole situation? Okay, so let me unfold this here. The question is, what was I my thoughts on him? In the heart condition or him yeah, playing him with the Nets? Retiring and then, uh, yeah, I mean, dealing with the like, heart condition and all that. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, this is like – the way I look at the game, it's great for everyone to get out on their own terms. I, I you know, I, I do love – I think playing in the NBA is, is such a privilege to be able to do it. And it's a, it's a shame that if a guy really was in a position to win, I, I do think the Nets, with when healthy, are in a position to win. And he gave up money to go there, right? He, he – it's going to get X amount of dollars. Uh, he, he gave up money to get out of, on the buyout. And it's unfortunate that it ended this way. I would like to see LaMarcus Aldridge on the sideline during the playoffs. But, uh, you know, like, you know, I, when he left Portland, it just never turned out the way that everyone thought it was going to, it was going to turn out for him. They thought he was going to be that next guy to carry the torch. And as we find out, it's not easy. That's, those Tim Duncans of the world and and those superstar players that can carry teams deep in the playoffs, that's not an easy thing to do. No, for sure. All right, let me get my pack opened up here. Go to the right screen. Can you guys see that? We can. Yeah, we can. Okay, awesome. All right. So then after this, we'll open up or we'll give away the pack. Uh, cool. Turn the audio off so it's not too loud. Okay. Right in the middle. Block. Side block. No, I'm definitely that selling is... this one. <laughs> definitely. definitely. Twelve thousand three hundred eighty-four out of thirty-five thousand. Yeah. I love the honesty, Brian. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not a. I'm not a Hassan Whiteside fan. Spurs dunk. dunk. Spurs. Rudy Gay. Gay. Okay. That is eleven thousand three hundred thirty-three out of thirty-five thousand. Ooh. Okay. I like these unis. By the way, those are sick. Yeah. I'm I'm sure Scal really doesn't like them. That's just my guess. No, I'm okay with it. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm recruiting I'm Rudy Gay to come to Boston next year. So Oh, I like that. Okay. It's been I'm amazing hard, to see. I, I want him to come to Boston. I think he's like a perfect complimentary piece to what we have going on here. I, I like that call. I think it's been amazing to see what he's been able to do since, you know, the Achilles and all the injuries he's had. For he's sure. still been able to be effective. It's awesome to see. For sure. Let's see what this is. Jazz three-pointer. Joe Ingles. Oh, I'm, a boy, I'm a big Joe. I would He's I awesome. would keep this. We talked yeah. about a swap right now. 
I could give you uh oh let me think. how about this how about i just send you this joe ingles moment as a thank you for coming on the show how's that there sound? we go i'll take look that. that look at that yes. yeah we have daniel text <laughs> <laughs> you want 40 daniel i love that you have like for people that don't know uh scal has like 40 daniel tice moments I know. Uh, you went all Danny in on him, him and I then he got traded yeah, I know. Uh-huh. I don't know how uh, getting yeah. traded affects your value, but I don't like it. I want my I want my, my roster to be updated. You know, I don't want like. Yeah, it's like having an old jersey. If you have a jersey, the guy's traded. It's like ah, uh, that kind of unless he's a legend. Yeah, if he's yeah, a legend. You can wear it, but if yeah. he's not a legend, it's like it just doesn't work. No, for sure. Um, Oliver, I want your thoughts on that. If a guy gets because I saw some people saying like, oh. Um, if they get traded and they stop printing those moments because the guy's no longer on that team, what does yeah. it do to the value if a guy does get traded? Because I don't, well, I don't know. It, inherently, it actually goes up because what happens is Top Shot stops printing anymore or uh, minting anymore. So essentially, what happens is they'll they'll turn them into limited edition moments instead of CC moments. Uh, so, um, like for instance, like I, I I got a Gary Harris right before, uh, like right after he got traded because I knew that they would go to LE. And so the Gary Harris went up in value a few dollars, not anything crazy, but um, any player that you have a feeling or an inkling like that may get traded, maybe Pascal is the right one. Uh, but you, you you buy his moments. They're they're if they're CC, they're going to LE after he gets traded. So um, gotcha. that, that's that's what they've explained. So most of the time they go up. CC LE. What does that mean? Yeah. So uh, current circulation uh, is CC, and then like uh, LE limited edition. So ah, essentially, what happens is that instead of the serial being thirty-five thousand plus, yeah. it just turns into thirty-five thousand. Like they will not do any more of them. Got it. All right. So it kind of increases the value. Yes, it's not as cool. It's like I think of it like this way. You were talking about the the stars uh, <laughs> jerseys in different teams. Like who would want to? Well, I guess uh, there's certainly people out there that would want an MJ Wizards jersey, but like that's not as cool as the Bulls jersey. Yeah. Uh, or the, the Car- unless the Carmelo you're, unless you're a hipster, jersey. then you're kind of... Uh, that's, yeah, that's okay. True. okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so the winner of this pack, uh, and again, they entered through basketballnews.com slash top shot. We give away one pack every week. We gave away a LeBron moment uh, a few weeks ago now. Uh, the winner of this pack is... Castrum 22. So congrats to you. Let's see what you got. We will send you these moments in seven days. Top Shot makes you wait seven days to gift moments. So in seven days, you'll get these. And then seven days, Scal, you'll get your Joe Ingles from me. So I will send that over. Um, All right, Castrum 22. Let's see what you got here. We got a Timberwolves Malik Beasley handles. Oh, don't say it. Don't say it. Hey, that's a nice serial number. Uh, 1,129 out of 35,000. Um, <laughs> oh man, don't say it, don't even think it. <laughs> uh, let's that see. make his got... value go up or down. The whole uh, Larkin Pippen thing. I mean, I more people right. heard about him, like, he's more of a household name now. So, I don't know. It's it's a it, you know, weighing the positive negatives that situation, it's gotcha. a it's a tough call. <laughs> Uh, no, this is a good moment. First of all, I coach Draymond, love coaching him, love, and I love passing. So this would be a good moment. I'd be really happy with that moment. For sure. Big 8, fan 000, of Draymond. 874 out of 35,000. Yeah, Draymond is incredible. Yeah. All right, last one. See what you got. Oh, is that Draymond assist again? Another Draymond. The same Double play. Oh, that's a killer. But actually, I don't think it is. 
you get both the moments, and I, I think it's a good moment. So yeah, yeah. now now you just gotta load up on this moment. You gotta just you know monopolize <laughs> my next, it. My next Daniel Tice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta be you gotta be like uh, Scal with Tice. That's you know you're now a Draymond collector. You gotta get nah, all the Draymond moments. This I'm going guy. from one white big man to another. I'm going to Luke Cornette now. That's <laughs> load up on get about uh, fifty Luke Cornettes. I love it. I love it. Uh, so yeah, we will send that mo or send these moments over to you in seven days. Thank you for entering our contest again, basketballnews.com slash top shot. We have another giveaway next week. So if you didn't win this one, come back next week and maybe you'll win that. And it's really easy. You basically just like us on, uh, you subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Instagram and you're entered. So, um, yeah, Scal, we want to thank you for uh, your time. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. You got it guys. And, uh, Oliver, I'm, like I said, I'm real hesitant on trying new things. So I, I know you've been bothering me about this cameo thing. But just oh, give me, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, just, you know, I, I, I got to fully embrace it. Well, Maybe you should buy her. one. How about this, Oliver? You buy one from me and I'll do my first one. If I like it, we'll go. We'll get some more. <laughs> got it. Got you got to pay me go. to talk I'll, to me on I'll, your I'll, website. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, no, I'll do it. So I'll be your first. I'll be your first cameo call and right. there we go we'll do it that way but but is it going to be as good as who was the guy's name that that, that that was made up uh what what the cameo you did for um oh my god oh, big mac big mac, big mac. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. all my cameo oliver I i'm pour, sorry i pour I'm my sorry. heart and soul into every cameo i do i get in character backstory backstory for this i'm sorry yeah. i have the backstory uh who was it who was big it mac let's call him big mac big mac yeah no but who who was it who actually booked it it was it um oh my gosh it doesn't matter it doesn't anyways matter. big mac <laughs> Big Mac, Big Mac. Uh, so we, he booked this phony cameo for Scal to play on their show. So he's like, "Hey, I'm down on my luck. I just got, I just got canned from my job or something like that. I need some inspiration." And Scal, in his backyard, is doing a cameo, and this thing is just next level. I, yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Anyways. Sorry, I love it's it. that joke there, but it was yeah. funny. No, that's that's amazing. Uh, so. I'm proud of you for picking up Top Shot so soon then, you know, so quickly, uh, since I know you're so hesitant to new things. So, Well, I can you. control, I can completely control it. I can control the play, and I control the player, which is If you don't like cool. it, you sell. Yeah, there you yeah. go. There's plenty of people that will buy it. I'm not doing okay. it for money. I'm just like like collecting moments and players I like. There you nothing go, and, and yeah, no, nothing wrong with that. And and the next time I see you, Scal, we'll we'll do another horse game, and I'll I'll hit another underhanded, you know, four pointer or whatever whatever go. the case yeah, may be. And that'll be on Top Shot. There you go. Oh yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Good luck with that one. Uh, <laughs> I love so. it. Well, everyone, thank you for watching. We appreciate it. Enter that giveaway at basketballnews.com/topshot.